attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Gen D, that little podcast that gives you a look inside Adam and Dana's brains on Disney World, Disneyland, all the things. It's our brain on Disney, not drugs. Do you remember that? Um, not drugs. <laughs> you remember that 90s PSA? Like the, oh, the, yeah, the this one is with your brain. Yeah, pan? this is your brain. Yeah. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah, we need like yeah. we need like the Disney version. Like this is your brain, and then this is your brain on Disney, or this is Adam and Dana's brain. And it's like a Mickey waffle or a pancake, like in the frying pan. Oh, totally. Well, our brains are pretty scrambled, so I feel like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> pretty much, I feel like I'm. That's me all the time. Um, speaking of Mickey pancakes, we took Noah out to brunch. We were in Jersey this weekend. And we took Noah out to brunch and they like we ordered him a little pancake and we thought, oh, it'll just be like this little kid pancake, right? It comes out like a very Jersey looking version of Mickey Mouse. Like it was yeah. it was like Mickey, but not. So it was basically like, you know, like if you if it was a Jersey Mickey. Like if you're from the Northeast, you get it. It's like Jersey Mickey. It's a Times Square Mickey, is what you got. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, no, speaking of Times Square, we also had a run-in with the Times Square Mickeys this weekend. Oh, really? Because we went, well, in preparation for a Disney World trip, we wanted some Disney feels this weekend, so we went to the Times Square Disney Store. To get to the Times Square Disney Store, you have to traverse, traverse, transverse, traverse (laughs) the seventh circle of hell, also known as the character area of Times Square. And this is like, we're talking like, Times Square Mickey's, Times Square Spider-Man, Times Square Baymax, Elmo. Elmo. But like yeah. the creepiest thing is they're all like walking around their heads like halfway up and then they like pop them down for a photo and they smell. And you know what? They used to like keep them in a box. Like there was when Bill de Blasio was mayor, he passed some ordinance or something that like they had to stand in this like five foot box yeah. and they couldn't go out. That's not enforced anymore. Apparently the pandemic did away with that because now they're just like trolling all over this area and they like harass tourists. They're like, picture, picture, picture. It's offensive. Like how Disney has not figured out to sue these folks and like shut it down. I don't know. I truly don't know either. Did you ever see that documentary that was like, was it called Finding Superman, Saving Superman? It was all about the Superman and the other characters over here at Hollywood and Highland. And it followed like their stories, which was super sad. But it's a good documentary. But it's also like, I don't think those are the type of people you can sue and expect to get anything out of is the take I took. I know. But how do you shut it down? Like, I don't know. So, and it's right outside of the Disney store, which is the sad thing. But anyway, we went into the Disney store. We found all kinds of, we found some cute stuff for Noah. I got a couple new tank tops for Disney World this week. Dana knows I'm very particular about my Disney World clothing for every day. You are. Um, we've got we've got some good ones for this trip. But it was really nice to go in there. We were chatting with a cast member and we told her we were going. She was all excited and she's like, go down there. Oh, and she was so funny. She was like, go down there. Hold your hands as a family. Wear all your rainbow stuff and show that to Santis that he can't win. And I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was nice. There you go. That was nice. Yeah, so I like that um, message. That was, that was really nice. So that was our version of Disney this weekend. But you actually went to the parks. 
I sure did. I went to Disneyland and California Adventure on Saturday, which was like the opening weekend for the two big nighttime shows. So World of Color is back and the Main Street Electrical Parade is back. So, um, yes, it was very crowded. On top of probably still spring break crowds, we found it to be... I think the most crowded I've probably seen Disneyland since they've reopened. Well, a quick little, we're not really going to do mouse musings today, but a quick little one. There were reports that five different times on Saturday, they had to shut the park down because it was over capacity and they had to wait for people to leave yeah. before they could let people in. I mean, you sent me a video and I think you posted it on your Instagram of people sitting for an electrical parade spot at 3 p.m. Yeah. What? And they were sitting there earlier. I just happened to take a video at 3.30 of the entire Main Street already had all of the, like, um, curb space completely filled up with people sitting. And I also think it's important to note, it was all adults. There were, like, very few kids. I know I could not get my daughter to sit there for five hours at Disneyland just to wait for a parade. No, thank you. But it was all pretty much adults. I mean, the show has been around for 50 years, so I'm sure it's got a big nostalgia factor. But it was a lot of people there waiting for the big to-do with the Main Street Electrical So were there more people waiting there? Or were there more people waiting in line to get the light up popcorn bucket, the dragon popcorn bucket? You know, I only saw it one time. I took a picture for you, but I don't know if I sent it. The line was like an hour long and to get the popcorn bucket. So there are two popcorn buckets that came out that I think are arguably more adorable than the figment. One popcorn and one sipper cup. Oh, excuse me. One popcorn. Yeah, one get it right. Um, this is important information. But there, Okay, one popcorn, one sipper. Uh, But they are um, little, like, light-up characters from the parade. So it's the Elliot dragon and I think a little snail. Uh, Clearly, I don't care enough. The turtle. The sipper cup is the turtle. The light-up turtle. See, I don't care. I want that sipper cup so bad. Like, I don't really care about the dragon. I love the sipper cup. For some reason, that cute little turtle light-up sipper cup would make me so happy. And I'm usually not into these kitschy popcorn bucket and sipper cup things, but that one got me. The turtle light up turtle sipper cup got me. Okay. Well, next time, I guess you just have an excuse to come down here. They did make an all announcement that the uh, sipper cup and popcorn bucket were sold out. I got a text, like a notification from the <laughs> app like, Get out of that line. they were sold out for the day. <laughs> yeah. They were sold out at like four o'clock. So, so all that to say, my question to all of you, and that was my question on my Instagram is, is it worth waiting five hours for the Main Street Electrical Parade? I would like to tell you that 99% of the people who took my poll said no. I agree. There was one. I won't out that person, but there was one person who said it yes. It was Kim, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, sorry, Kim. Fan favorite, Kim. I can't wait to see it. I haven't told you this, but we are breaking news on the podcast. We're coming back to California in August. <gasps> what? Because we have to come for a wedding mid-August in San Francisco. So we are like finagling flights to come to Anaheim first in the middle of the week, though, just warning. Okay. Middle of the week. And okay. then our good friends from Vegas might drive out too. And like, we'll have a big old uh, Disney, D- Disneyland DCA day. Maybe fingers crossed we can pull this off. So 
Well, keep me informed. You, you listeners, we'll keep Dana and the listeners informed on the growing saga. If we we did, I maybe had a little bit of wine and tequila the other night. And so we maybe booked, like, between our family and our friends, we booked, like, a Hyatt two-bedroom massive suite something down the road, like a mile and a <laughs> oh, half no. away. But it's refundable if we cancel it. So <laughs> it's good. Okay. But you know us. All right. I also wanted to tell you that I got to do a little bit of the DCA, like the final Ooh. touches of the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. I got to try our Honey Fizz cold brew, which I sent you a picture. I know we talked about it a few episodes it ago. Looks, Finally got to try it. It looked good. It was delicious. I loved it. Um, I hope they find a way to keep it. I could do without the chocolate or the orange sprinkles on top, but otherwise it was solid. Oh, no. I bet I'd like that. You probably would. Well, I saw that picture and it got me so excited because my favorite cold brew, I love cold brew coffee. My favorite cold brew on the planet is the Jamaican shaken cold brew from uh, Joffrey's down at Disney World. As Molly calls it, I've started calling it the shaky Jamaican, and I'm really afraid I'm going to order it as the shaky Jamaican when I go up to the stand now, because that's what <laughs> Molly calls it. It's so good. And they've got now two at Epcot that I saw that we're going to have to have next week, two different cold brew coffee cocktails with Joffrey's cold brew in it. So I'm hoping it's got the shaky Jamaican cold brew in it, because I think that makes it. Yes, you should. Last thing I got to tell you about with my trip to Disneyland. Uh, we went to Carthay Circle to the Alfresco Dining. They don't have the regular dining open again right now. I don't know what's up. Really? The regular one wasn't available. Maybe they're renovating. It didn't look it. You know what? When we went there, it wasn't great. I know. That's what you said. So I think, I mean, the Alfresco Dining is pretty solid. So we did that. But guess who you were seated next to? Who? A celebrity? Yes. Holly Madison from Hugh Hefner's The Girls Next Door. You know, the old no. Playboy Mansion what? girl. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I was so excited. I was like, I might be the only person who knows who that is here, <laughs> but I was very excited. And I, I smiled at her. She smiled back. She was lovely. Um. Okay. So speaking of trips, we're super excited to get on the plane and get down there. We're flying and we're flying for the first time sans masks. And also that like... Masks on transportation at Disney World are gone. Like, I mean, let's go back. Like, there was all this drama. They basically, uh, a judge in Florida, because, of course, it was a judge in Florida. A judge in Florida ruled the mask, federal aviation, transportation, bus, train, planes. And I called it the trains, planes, and automobile mask mandate. Null and void. The White House freaked out. Nobody knew what to do. And all of a sudden that night, airlines were like, nope, we're done. No more masks. No more masks. Like mid-flight, they were like telling people they could take their masks off. There are all these videos. And then Disney quickly followed suit and said no more masks on transportation. But you have been on a plane without the mask mandate. I'm very curious what it was like because I'm leaning towards not wearing a mask tomorrow when we fly. Because Noah doesn't wear one because... I mean, yeah. he's a baby. He won't. I feel like having had two rounds of having had COVID, vaccinated, boosted, also airplane, which from what I understand is like the cleanest air on the world that you can have. I feel good. Like, I'm not worried about it. I don't know. But I'm curious your thoughts because you've done that. Like, I haven't flown without a mask on in over two years. So 
Well, it's funny because I went um, to Seattle and the mask mandate was in place. We were there for 10 days. And by the time I left, the mandate had been lifted. So it was kind of like, whoa, this is a little a little weird. Going there, it was really hard to keep my five-year-old's mask on her face because she doesn't have to wear one at school. Yeah. She's over it. She's like all of us. She's like, no, and kept ripping it off. So I was like sweating bullets just to keep this on to comply with the CDC guidelines. Um on the way back, I did wear my mask when I was on the plane because I'm sitting next to a stranger. Uh, I did not force Ray to wear one because I just didn't have the energy to fight her the entire flight. I did not wear one inside the airports. I did have to put it back on when I got to Burbank, but I'll be honest, nobody put theirs back on. Like even yeah. so. L.A. County, you still have to wear them. But just as a reminder, Disneyland is not in L.A. County, so you don't have to wear them on the transportation there. You do if you fly into LAX or Burbank Airport, but not John Wayne Airport. So it's like all super confusing. I know. I I would say go with whatever you feel like. Nobody was following the rules at Burbank uh, to wear them. I'd say maybe 20% of the people yeah. I saw were wearing them. And that was a CDC guideline. I'm there. curious about, because New York, so the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey controls the airports. They have said in New Jersey at Newark Airport, which we have three major big airports here. So Newark's airport, you don't have to wear a mask inside the airport. John F. Kennedy and LaGuardia airports on the New York side, you do because New York State still has a transportation mask mandate. But then apparently once you step onto that plane, you can pop the mask off. So yeah. I'm very curious what that's going to be like at the airport. And again, like that, like you said, at Burbank, nobody was wearing them. If they're even going to be enforcing them at JFK, like it'll be really interesting to see because then once we get to Orlando, obviously it's Florida. Like you're not going to need a mask anywhere at that point. But Right. I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm not angry about it. Yeah. Like some people on the internet were real angry. Oh, I know. I know that certain <laughs> someone. We have we have one um, Instagram person that we talked about last time that we follow. We won't mention somebody's I'm name. Also, like they're not not to get into it, but I'm going to get into it for a second. They're not required anywhere else. I don't have to wear them on the way to the office. I don't wear them. If you feel more comfortable wearing it, wear a mask. What's the big deal? Like I anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I know. that's that. Okay. Well, yes. let's talk about your trip. Yep. So you have a trip coming up. You and I were teasing out that we're going to talk about all the Genie yeah. Plus strategies and tips on how to manage this app if you've purchased Genie Plus. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. what are some of your questions? Well, we've bought Genie Plus. Um, so we have it for every day of the trip. Mm-hmm. I just decided I was like, you know what? I would rather with us and Noah because Kurt and I still want to be able to ride the rides we like to ride that Noah can't ride. So, and I really listened to what you had said about your trip that it worked out that you guys would book a Genie Plus reservation. One of you would ride it. One of you would play with Ray and do something with Ray. And then you'd swap out and the other one would get to go ride it. Yep. So, I'm super excited. I One thing I'm curious about is do they let you do rider swap? Like, if Kurt and I were to both get have Genie Plus reservations from 10 to 11 a.m. for Space Mountain, let's say, right? And I went in there at 1040 is what time we got over there. Mm-hmm. Do you think we could go up and do the writer swap thing then? Do they let you do that with Genie Plus? I didn't even try. So I'm not entirely sure. So I will find out. You let me know, but I might guess is no. I'm going to guess that they won't let you do that. Um, they do because you have a Genie Plus and there's 
perfectly enough time within that hour window to have both of you ride that ride and complete True. it. Um, so I don't think you have to worry about it, but let's take it a step back just for everybody's memory okay. of what Genie Plus is and how it operates really quickly. It's pretty much the same on both coasts. It's $15 per person per day at Disney World, and it's $20 per person per day at Disneyland. This is an add-on feature, and it's essentially Fast Pass or Max Pass, if you remember. So if you're looking to skip those lines, you're going to want to pay that 15 per person per day. And like what Adam is saying, he added that to his uh, plan. And that's what we did. We added it to our vacation package because we're staying on site. I do recommend that as much as I don't want to be spending an extra lump of money to Disney for something I didn't have to before. I do think it is worth it, especially if you're staying on Disney property because you fall into this 7 a.m. kind of time slot that a regular guest staying off property does not. So I think that's important to note is that if you're going to use Genie Plus, you can get on the My Disney Experience app right at 7 a.m. and pick your first ride right out the gate before the park even opens. Well, and that works too for fancy rides also. And I guess what we can say, the fancy rides, well, that's a Molly Allier's term for the pay-for rides, that there's one in each park now. So I think that's different from when you were there. It's um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in the Magic Kingdom. It's Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. It is Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. And... Ratatouille, right? Yep, Ratatouille. Yeah, and Ratatouille at Epcot. At Epcot. Yep. So those you can make at 7 a.m. though too, right? You can, and I would recommend it if those are on your priority list, which you know they should be, especially for a flight of passage and for Rise of the Resistance. But yeah, you can make those also. So you can kind of get like two passes, but the fancy rides, as Adam's describing, or the individual lightning lane, that does cost an extra like 10 to 15 bucks, depending on the time of year you're going per person. So it's just another a la carte cost. Got it. But back to Disney Genie Plus, getting up at 7 a.m., I would I'd recommend set an alarm, Adam. Get yourself up at like 6.58. Oh, you know or, me. You know me. I'll be on there ready, refreshing, ready to go. I know you will. Or as Molly from All Ears calls it, fiddle faddling. What you're going to do is you're going to open up your phone, log into the app, get on there, make sure you're all set up. And then right at 7 a.m., just keep pulling your finger down on that screen to refresh the page on the tip board. That's important to know. You're going to the section that says tip board. Um, you'll find it under my plans tip board. Uh, keep refreshing. And then at right at 7 a.m., it's going to everything's going to kind of go blue and you will see that all of the rides that are considered genie plus rides are available for you to select. Okay. So you'll want to select your first ride right then you just click on it. So if it's Peter Pan's flight, you click on Peter Pan's flight. It will tell you already the time when you click on it, it'll say like, you can get this at noon. You can go on it at 12 o'clock. Great. You hit yes. It's going to give you the option of if anybody's linked to your reservation. So in your case, Adam would be your husband and your baby. um, You can click their names right there or select all. And then you just hit confirm and it'll pop up a little screen that shows you you're all set for Peter Pan's flight at 12 o'clock p.m. Okay. so there you have it. So that's kind of how it works. You can only get max pass, right? It's max pass. You can only get one of those in the morning. So I think that's crucial to know. If you want to get an individual lightning lane, you can get two in the morning, but you're paying for that one. So there is a strategy to which rides you should get early in the morning at that 7 a.m. Okay. So maybe we should go through those. Um, Do you want to do it park by park on those? 
Yeah, let's go park by park. So for right, Magic Kingdom. Go for ahead. Magic Kingdom, the top two that go out the quickest are Peter Pan's Flight and Jungle Cruise. I don't really know why it's Jungle it's, Cruise, but it, Well, it I is. was going to say, it's always Peter Pan's Flight, but... Jungle Cruise. It kind of is a confusing one. But if those rides are a priority, then you should get one of those two the first. Um, at Hollywood Studios, it's Slinky Dog Dash and Mickey's Runaway Railway, which used to be a... Um, individual lightning lane and now it's been added to genie fancy, plus fancy ride yeah um at epcot it's test track or frozen ever after i love test track i do too i have it's to do it I, yeah but also but we should say the other thing is test track you can single rider test track still it's like one option. of the two rides you can still single rider. Yeah. So maybe go for frozen ever after early if that's a that's also more of a family favorite and then over at Animal Kingdom, it's the Safari or it's Everest, Expedition Everest. Okay. Yeah, I we were talking about that. Like, we would go with the Safari first, I think. Because yeah. Expedition Everest is the other one you can single rider. So I was like, well, we might as well just, because we always single rider Everest anyway. And so now one of us will go stand in line. The other one will do something with Noah, go look at the monkeys or something down the way. And then we'll switch up. Yeah, that's a great plan. I like that. I love this for you. Where did you feel it wasn't worth it? You know, that's a good question. And it's hard because we went with a little kid. So we were kind of going towards what she wanted to do. I did not need to get a um, a Genie Plus reservation at Epcot for really anything. But mm. I felt a little silly getting one for living with the land when it was already a walk-on. Um, same thing with... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it was already but a walk-on. did you have to do that, though, to be able to get another one? Because this is something we've been watching a ton of Molly's, like, strategy with Disney Genie Plus and, like, her strategy with it. And sometimes she'll, like, use a filler. She calls it, like, a filler ride to get past the window so she can book something else. Yeah, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's that the app wants to know that you're activating this feature that you're utilizing it so for us we did it because we just genuinely love living with the land if you know us at all that's one of our favorites but it did feel kind of silly to walk up and like scan our magic bands and then immediately get on the ride and there was like two people in front of us in the regular line so there are, it's like think about that save those rides do not get something like living with the land or spaceship earth as your first ride of the day because those are going to be really easy to get at any time of the day at least that was the case for us so um yeah i i wouldn't you know put too much emphasis on doing things like that i would however make sure this is another really important tip that i'm sure you already know adam when you do scan that magic band or your key card or whatever you're using to scan, once you've done that, make sure you immediately pop back on that app and make your next reservation. Yeah, it literally, like... They won't... Well, I was going to say, all of this just sounds like MaxPass. They basically just renamed MaxPass. They really should have just kept it as MaxPass. Is this why everybody in Florida was freaking out? Because it was like, we don't know what it is. And everybody in California is like, it's MaxPass. It's MaxPass. Yep. A hundred percent. That's exactly <laughs> like, what this is. We've done this. We're pros at this. I feel like we've got it. Do you feel like there was any big glitch or like anything where you were like, oh God, we did that wrong? Oh, yes. I don't know if we did this wrong, but this app does have glitches like everything with Disney and technology. It has its glitches. Uh, one of our mornings we were going to, where were we going? Oh, we are going to Animal Kingdom. What was this? Animal? No, we were going to uh, Epcot. 
So early in the morning, we were going to Epcot and we were having our breakfast at Boma and we were sat down. We're like, oh, let's get a Remy the Ratatouille ride lightning lane, individual paid lightning lane for the three of us because we knew our daughter would like it. Yeah. I hop on. It has the time and everything. I went through those same motions of the tip board, clicking on the option, picking all three of us. And I just kept getting this like error message that said something went wrong. Check your credit card on file. So I check. It's all there. It's like, oh, it can't process it. I don't understand what's happening. I tried it like five times over and nothing happened. And so then I had, we don't know. I had Ryan open up his app and he got it, but it would only show him and Ray. So he got a two person individual lightning lane for the two of them. Uh, And I was like, well, I guess I just won't go on it, but it wouldn't give him my name because I think somehow my refreshing of it had glitched the system for myself. I don't really know. And so then I just waited another 30 minutes and I looked again and suddenly I could get an individual lightning lane by myself. So we were in two different time brackets. That really sucked. They got to go at six o'clock and I had to wait till seven o'clock to go on the ride. A ride that we could have all gone on together. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about one time when pre-pandemic, when we all went to Disneyland together. Yeah. We remember we had all those issues buying Max Pass when we got into the park. I do. And I had to haul all the way up to guest services. And it was like a glitch with the system. Yep. Like I kept, we all kept trying to buy it on our credit cards and it wouldn't work. And I had to haul up there and then it worked. And it literally, I didn't even have to talk to anybody at guest services. It literally fixed itself by the time I got all the way up there. But So I guess my tip to all of you is that, like, expect there to be glitches with this app because it's still so new and they hit a lot of those snafus. And it's really frustrating because you put a lot of kind of anxiety into getting these hard to get rides and then if they go away quickly it's a really frustrating feeling. It's kind of like when concert tickets don't go your way. Um, So I think that's just really sucks and I'm sorry (laughs) that it's that way but we definitely hit a glitch I've heard of other people who've had glitches it's just kind of the name of the game right now Uh, I hope it doesn't happen to you guys but just be prepared for it okay so one tip I learned from Molly about glitches she was like screenshot everything and that's been her rule with everything when Rise was on like a when you had to do the virtual queue and all that stuff and it would like glitch out when you were like got a queue and then glitch out. She screenshots everything. So then she can go up to a guest service person and be like, hi, here are the screenshots. Here's what happened. And they usually fix it. So yeah. apparently words the wise, screenshot everything. Did you use Genie Plus for any of the shows? We did. I'm trying to remember which ones. Oh, we use it for the Frozen sing-along show. And frankly, I don't think that these are worth using any of the shows for. All they do is give you kind of some slightly nicer seating. Mm. uh, And you can get in maybe a whopping two minutes before the rest of the crowd. It's not really worth it. There's no bad seat in any of those shows. So, yes, we used it. But it was more just because we didn't know what else to use at Hollywood Studios with a five-year-old. That park, by the way, is almost exclusively for adults. And that's almost exclusively who you'll see Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of crazy. So we did a lot of the shows over there, but I think that was pretty much it for us. I do want to go back real quick and talk about the 120 minute rule, which I think is kind of ridiculous. If you guys hit this, just be aware. We didn't, but I think it's because we were just were a little bit on the slower side with the kid. There is a 120 minute rule with Genie Plus. So that means that you can't make a second reservation until uh, if you've made either a too many reservations in the day 
or after your first reservation at 7 a.m., they, they the app, makes you wait 120 minutes until or when the park opens in order for you to make a new one. And this is, I think, their attempt to offset people front-loading Genie Plus you know, reservations well, it's basically too like much. The old, it's the old FastPass rule. Yeah, it is. Like, when you used to have to, like, run around the park and, like, collect the tickets for your fast passes, it would stay on there, remember? It would be, like, you can select another, you can get another fast pass at XX time. And yep. I think MaxPass had this rule, too, didn't it? At Disneyland, where you, like, had to wait. Because I remember setting an alarm on my phone that we could go back in and book another MaxPass. Yes, and you just said the best tip ever right there. If you hit that 120-minute rule, of which you will know because they won't let you pick anything, set a timer right then and there for 120 minutes from now so you know it's been that time and you can hop back on that app. Did you feel like you had a lot of screen time? I did. this and managing the trip? I did. I was the manager. I like doing this stuff for obvious reasons. Um, but I'm the one that got us up at 7 a.m. I, I got myself up at 7 a.m. I want to be clear. Only one person of your party has to do it. You're so it's kind of, yeah, it'll be you. <laughs> it'll be you. It was me. It didn't bother me because I'm an early riser anyway. And frankly, I liked this better than rope dropping. So I would pick Genie Plus over rope dropping any day. Oh, it's such a rush to rope drop because it's such a pain because you have to like, Get up, get ready. At least now you know what time you have a ride. And like you're not in this mess of like, because we're looking forward to on our Magic Kingdom day, we're not going to rush over there. Even though you get early entry with staying at the hotel, we're going to get up. We're going to take an Uber to the Contemporary and have breakfast at Steakhouse 71. Yeah. And like, because the breakfast looks really nice. And we thought that's the perfect way to, and then walk from the Contemporary over to the Magic Kingdom, make of our way in, and have our day. And then we have dinner that evening at Skipper Jungle Canteen. And what I'm looking forward to is being able to just kind of pick some stuff. I know I need to get up and, like, try to get a Peter Pan, right, and try to get a Space Mountain or something like that. Or maybe we'll – I don't know. We'll play it by ear. We'll figure it out. But – yeah, you will have to find those things early on. Your rush is going to be the busiest in the morning. But here's how our mornings went. I would get up, I would pick that ride for us, and then I would set my phone back down and we would get ready slowly. Yeah. I'd wake up the family, showers. I had a coffee on my balcony every morning looking at that beautiful view. Oh, I'm super excited for our balcony and the view because we it, were going to stay at Animal Kingdom. We've picked a different hotel. I know. In the Epcot Resort area. That's what don't, I'm saying. Don't say anything more. Like, leave a tease out there. We'll Adam. leave a tease. We're in the Epcot Resort area because we wanted to be able to walk to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. But yeah, so don't, if you're not interested in rope dropping, then I would tell you to fork over the money and do Genie Plus so you don't have to feel beholden to racing. Okay. Here's another tip. Wait, yeah. here's another tip that I think is really important to also remember. Perks of staying at some of these resorts have definitely been depleted, and we all know this. But one of the biggest perks, especially about staying at a deluxe resort, is right now for two days out of each week, they open up. Epcot and Magic Kingdom in the later evening hours. So you get two extra hours there. And so if you're looking to do like, let's say, test track that Epcot day and you don't get to Frozen and Frozen's gone by the time you're on the Genie Plus app, Frozen will still be open in those late hours. So you can go ride it without having to worry about doing it in the middle of the day. We talked about that because we're literally at Magic Kingdom on the late night day and we're at Epcot on the late night day. And I was like, 
I guess we could park hop over there. It doesn't really matter. But uh, we can't do it with the baby. He's yeah. too little. One day. We didn't do it. We didn't do it either. But I have an upcoming girls trip and I fully plan to utilize every minute of those extra hours. I think, I think we're going to be pushing it to be able to see Harmonious and the new show at Magic Kingdom. Like we really want to see those shows. And we got little Noah some like noise canceling headphones. So we can. Smart. Um, Very smart. But. I think we're going to be pushing it to be able to, if he falls asleep for a while, we can walk around like the world showcase and dads can go get drinks and snacks. Yeah. While Noah's sleeping in the stroller. Great. And then we'll put the headphones on him and he'll think he's just ZZZ in a way in his crib. But yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I, I say that with like shiny eyes and like bright eyes and like excited. And I'm like, we'll see how it actually goes when we get down there. But okay. So question on the fancy rides. Yeah. Did you feel like the money was worth it? So we only bought the fancy rides for Ratatouille and for Flight of Passage. Oh, and for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, because that was still one of them. We didn't get Rise of the Resistance because we've done it a bunch out here in California, and it's the same ride. I did find it worth it, especially for Flight of Passage. And I really liked Ratatouille. I don't know if I found it worth it for the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but Ryan would say the opposite. So I think it's just kind of mm. dependent on how much you want to ride that ride and how much your time is of value to you. If you don't want to wait in line, and those lines, my goodness, can get up to three hours long, oh especially if you're going this summer. Expect that it's going to be a long line. I am so hoping we picked the right week because we picked this week, which is traditionally slower because spring breaks are over. Easter is over. This is that like lull traditionally. Only time will tell my friend. You'll have to tell us. Well, Um, but, but your question was, do I think they're worth it? I do think they are worth it. If you really want to go on those rides, I don't think they're worth it for everybody and every age. Just suss out your party and determine if it's worth it. All right. So real quick, hot take on this. I'm going to go through each park and I need to know from you. Okay. And you, I think you know me well enough. What ride should we book first in each park? Okay. I'm going to write this down. Okay. Okay. So let's start day one. We're going to Magic Kingdom. Oh, for you guys, for your family, I would tell you Peter Pan's flight followed okay. by Space Mountain. Because I don't think Space Mountain is going to be that hard for you. What to about get Jungle Cruise? We love the Jungle Cruise. Oh, well, okay, then do Jungle Cruise. I, I thought you liked Peter Pan more. Well, we do like Peter Pan, but. Oh, then do Jungle Cruise first. Okay. If you like Jungle Cruise more, do Jungle Cruise first. All right. Um, Second one, we're going to Epcot day two. Test track. Done. Yep. Because I feel like everything we're going to do with Noah, um, because Soren, we're like, eh, if we do Soren, we do Soren, right? But we're going to do Living with the Land. We're going to do Fig- Journey to the Imagination. I cannot wait to take him on Journey to the Imagination. With Figment. <laughs> we're going to do Spaceship Earth like six times because it's my favorite. Um, yes. Frozen, I'm like, eh. But yeah. I do think we might pay for Ratatouille to do it. You should. If you feel like you can stay up late, I think that's one of the ones that they're keeping open late yeah. as well. So. That's always an option, too. You can rope drop that. Let, let's be clear to everybody. You could rope drop any of these rides that are um, the fancy rides 
you're still going to probably be waiting in a long line. Like Rise of the Resistance, no question. Just purchase it.'t waste your time. Yeah, and we talked line. about that because we were like, do we do it? And I was like, yeah, because we don't we don't have access to the park like you do. So that's why we're like, we'll do it because we love that ride so much. Yeah, okay. um, speaking of that park, Hollywood Studios, what should we book first? You know, you and I don't talk about Hollywood Studios that often. Here's what I booked first because I love it so much. I booked Tower of Terror. First, because it's Ooh, only there now. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys are huge Tower of Terror people. We in which are. case I okay. Well, I, that's what I would tell you. But I think most everybody would say do Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah, we have to talk about that because we do love Slinky. We'll yeah. see. Okay. All right. Um, and then Animal Kingdom. Let me guess. Let wait. I'm gonna say it. Genie plus entry for kite tails. Duh, obviously. <laughs> they don't even have that. But Disney, if you're listening, add a genie plus kite tails. They had some Kite Tales news that came out, by the way. I know. They've changed the show. It's not really a show anymore. They're just going to have them swooping around, which I'm so it's sad about. better. No. I want. I want to sit it. down. I want to just really enjoy me some, like, Flying King Louie crashing into the sides. Um, no, do the safari. Do the safari. That's a no-brainer. Safari should always be number one. Everest moves fast, so that line doesn't take terribly long. Yeah. Um, and I've been looking like the lines never more than an hour tops without the lightning lane. I, you'll be able to get that one in the afternoon. No problem. Okay. All right. Well, look, we're super jazzed. I can't wait to come back and report back. And the other thing I'm going to have a full on report back about is a flower and garden festival, because part of the other reason why we switched our hotel to one at the Epcot resort area is because we thought, you know what, if we end up bailing on Hollywood studios early because it's crowded and Noah's over it we can go chill around the world showcase and like have drinks and food. If like magic kingdom day, we're kind of like, eh, after a while, like we could just go to the hotel and then go over to Epcot for dinner in the evening or something. So we're kind of looking at it like that. Like that was like, I feel like the world showcase is always that clutch. Like let's go do something. Then we're kind of over the craziness of some of the other parks. So I have I have my list in my phone. I watched multiple videos about Flower and Garden Festival. Have my list of like all the snacks that I need to have, including my cold brew cocktails. And last thing I'll say about the trip before we go, we're going to Space 220 and I cannot wait. I know. To the restaurant. I'm so excited. Space cranes. Anyway, uh, it's the only thing I'm gonna, it's the only way I'm gonna enjoy space cranes because I'm not paying eight bajillion dollars to go to Star Wars Hotel. So no, which I had, I had somebody text me and goes, you're going to Disney world. Are you, are you going to the star Wars hotel? Of course you're going to the star Wars hotel. And I wrote back, I was like, they do not pay me enough to go no. to the star Wars hotel. Nobody makes that money. <laughs> nobody does. One I know. Day. Well, I can't uh, wait to hear about your trip. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about space 220. Cause I followed suit and got myself a reservation there for when Ooh, I go with my girlfriend. Lunch or dinner? Uh, Dinner. Ooh. Yeah, dinner. So we're going for lunch and you're going for dinner. So we'll have to hear how that goes. Oh, good. Maybe we'll do a whole episode that will review both lunch and dinner. Yeah. That'll be awesome. I'm 100% ordering dessert a la carte, though, during the lunch. Oh, you have to sure. order your dessert. It doesn't come with the meal at lunch. You oh. have to order it separately. I'm going to do I that because desserts look way too good. And this is my gotcha. cheat week from diet. So there we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Well, on that note, Adam, have the best time and we will see you when you return and we can't wait to hear all about it. Thank you. We'll see you when I get back. And if you want to go to Disney World, call Dana. She'll yep. send you there. You can book it. You can also reach out to us on gendypod.com or you can find our Instagram, which is just gendypod. Generation, generation. generation D pod. 
Because we couldn't, of course, D-pod. get them all to be the same. Of course. At Generation D Pod. At Generation D Pod. There you go, guys. Or give us some love here, too. Yeah, you can find us anywhere. All right. On that note, have a great week. Talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye.